come. I think we need to have a serious Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? East Society Podcast, 31 Days of Horror continues. All right, if you guys remember, if you guys listened to yesterday's uh, Maniac, we said we were going to come back with the remake of 2012's Maniac. So, what do you do? Are you an artist? I don't know about all that. I see you too. I have a surprise for you. Please! Help me! Please don't scream. You're so beautiful. It's amazing. I love them. Sometimes I think that they have more personality than most people. So what does your girlfriend think of your work? I, I don't have a girlfriend. You and Anna are a perfect fit. <laughs> they will never understand. As long as you keep a secret. But if you can't, you'll be alone. Alone. A serial killer removes his victim's scalps and attaches them to the vintage mannequins that he restores in his late mother's shop. Oh, I guess he's not a landlord in this one. So Italian-American landlord. All right. IMDb, as he helps a young artist with her upcoming uh, ex- exhibition, the owner. Oh, man. Hold on. Something popped up on my screen. Uh, the owner of a mannequin shop's deadly suppressed desires come to the surface. This is directed by Frank Colafound. I, I don't. I can't pronounce that last name. We'll go with that. Yeah, uh, writers. Oh, Alexander Aja was a part of this. Cool. And Joe Spinell, of course. Got to give him his credit and. Not even gonna try Gregory something <laughs> with that other writer, but this stars Frodo himself, Elijah Wood as Frank, Nora Arnezender as Anna, America Alvalo as Frank's mother, Megan Duffy, Brian Ames, Guinevere Alexandra, Jan Borgain, and a bunch of other people. All right. 
Brian, when did you see 2012's Maniac? This actually was another movie that I've only seen bits and pieces for it. So actually when I watched it for this review was actually the first time I watched the entire thing. And I think this is a pretty fucking solid remake right here. It, it, it does some things different than the original one, but I think they're effective. And I like the, the roles that Elijah Wood chose as he got older and deeper into his career. And I, I think this is a, a great performance from him. And this is also a, a violent movie. It's not dirty, sweaty, grindhousey feel to it like the original one. It's more polished and kind of shiny. But it's still graphic, and we get a little bit more backstory on on the mother and and uh, Frank Frank's character in this one. So, yeah, the uh, solid solid remake. Yeah, this one I remember hearing about it, and I went, "They're remaking this." I'm like, okay, well, the first one came out in '80, so why not? Uh, but when I found out who was going to be Frank Zito, Elijah Wood, I was like, what? I was like, okay, I, I, I need to see this. At this time, there was no trailers or anything yet. And I was like, when is this? This needs to hurry up and come out because I need, I need to see it. Um, When they finally dropped the trailer for it, I was like, oh, sweet. But I kind of had that feeling it wasn't going to be a wide release uh, theatrical uh, film. It might have it might have played smaller places. It didn't play anywhere near me because I would have loved to see this on on the big screen. Because this one, it's pretty. It it is graphic. It it is the pretty much the same story uh, from the original, but there's uh, changes in it. And the, the the biggest change that I loved, other than Elijah Wood, oh excuse me, was the way they film this from what i understand elijah wood um he's in it and we hear his voice but he did a lot of just the um the voiceovers where he just came in and, and recorded his dialogue because the way like i said the way they shot this film it was like a uh, a first person view it's like yeah. we're seeing we're seeing what's on the screen through frank zito's eyes uh, I don't know if those were Elijah Wood's hands at time, but we we don't actually see him until he looks into a mirror, passes something that has some kind of a re- re- reflection of him, because the camera yeah. doesn't doesn't like focus on him from like as a camera's pointing at someone. It, it's it's really, I think that if if you want to watch uh, either of these. Um, I know the more hardcore people will will want to watch and love the re- the original one, which we both love. But this one is more, uh, I don't want to say artsy, but I, I kind of have that feeling just because of the way they they shot it. Yeah. And I was at first I was kind of like, what what's going on? It's like but, that scene in the first one, the the subway scene. Yeah. Or but but the entire movie like that. With like like you said, uh, when you see his face, it's in reflections of things. Yeah, like like the reflection in a mirror, or 
he passes a window or something or something shiny that he he notices his reflection in. Like, Isn't there this, a reflection of uh, of his face on the knife? Yeah, I was gonna say whatever knife he was using before it's uh, covered in blood, he gets a, re- a fl- reflection of himself. So I really loved what they did there, and Elijah Wood. Um, I know many people love him. He's he's, he's an awesome actor. He's gave us uh, tons of movies. I mean, movies when he when he was younger, and of course, people that love the Lord of the Rings series and uh, other stuff. This. This is the second film where he's played a serial killer. Um, for those of you that don't know, he was a serial killer in uh, Frank Miller's um, Sin City. He was creepy in that, and he didn't even do much, but he he was spooky in that. But Elijah Wood, when when you think of him, you don't think of uh, a crazy killer. But I think using him and him picking this role, I don't know if he was one of the producers. Uh, no, he no, he's not. Um, I I thought he knocked it out of the park in this. Um, I I've said that I've told this story before when I met Elijah Wood. I've I've only met this man once. Really quick for those of you that are new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. I met him at Comic Con one year at a screening for District Nine. Um, we were in uh, it was me uh, the Zisu and uh, our buddy Joel. We were getting popcorn and and all that. We're standing in line, and there was a big guy in front of us, and there was another dude in front of him. And when that person was done, he came walking around the big guy, and it was Elijah Wood. And we went, whoa, hey, Elijah Wood, what's up? And he went, hey, guys, how you doing? And he was talking to us, and he was like, oh, yeah, Dominic Monahan's over there. And he pointed, and we looked over there, and he kind of just waved to us. We are like, holy shit, there's two hobbits here. Um, So we are just kind of just chit-chatting and looking at He's short. He's really he I'm taller than him. I'm only five nine. And I don't know how tall this gentleman is, but he's short. And I kinda remember like looking down, not like really down, but just looking down at him. And we're talking and he he's talking and he's looking at all of us. And I was just like, oh my I was like mesmerized by his eyes. <laughs> and I remember just like as like I couldn't even hear anything but those eyes. And then he was like, hey, man, it was nice talking to you guys. You guys have a good time. And we're like, hey, man, it was really cool meeting you. And then he walks off. And we were all standing there quietly, not saying a word, any of us. And after an awkward silence, I kind of looked at the guys. I said, is it me or did he have the prettiest eyes? I looked at them, Joel and Zizi went, yeah, man. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Was it like so, one of those situations where nobody wanted to say it, but somebody had to say it? Yeah, I wasn't afraid to say it because I was like, I, I don't know what it was. If any of you have met him and you've had that same experience, let us know. But I was like, wow. I mean, like I said, I mean, I've loved him in tons of movies. Probably my favorite movie he did was Radio Flyer, and that movie made me cry. He's a big horror out. fan. He's a big horror fan. His uh, production company, I think it's called Spectre Vision. They've done, uh, they produce movies like uh, Mandy, The Color Out of Space, and um, what's that one you like? Uh, Greasy Strangler? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I met them at uh, Days of the Dead in L.A. I, I wish I sh- should have brought my Blu-ray, but I completely forgot. But they were cool. I just kind of talked to them really quick. 
But yeah, man, I love Grease Strangler. If you guys haven't seen that, did we do that one? I still have never seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Who did I do that with? I want to say it was Jesse. I don't remember. I, no, it was Jesse. Me and Jesse did it. That's right. <laughs> I don't remember what for way back in the day. Um, But yeah, I mean, just that meeting him. And then when I watched this movie, it's it's like that pretty little guy, pretty-eyed little guy <laughs> is killing these, these ladies. So, I mean, I, I always go back to that, because it says here Frank Zito is a uh, a, psych, a psychopathic young, or a, wait, a schizo, oh, schizophrenic young man who has taken over his family's mannequin restoration business after the recent death of his mother. See, Frank, I, I, I like that that part of the story because it gives you a reason why he would have all these mannequins yeah not in the first one where he just he's a landlord yeah yeah, in his landlord apartment he just had him uh frank was traumatized as a child by his mother a prostitute a prostitute who made him watch her have sex with her johns see I don't think they they explained that in uh, the other one. We just knew that she was a prostitute, and I just assume that he saw a lot. No, they show they, you in this one. Yeah, in this one they show you. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, but it I don't want to say it was tasteful, but it was <laughs> it was it's not as grimy and gritty as as the original one. In the original one, that one took place on in the East Coast in New York City. This one takes place in the West Coast. In the grungy cities of downtown L.A. I'm only saying that. No disrespect to anyone that lives in the city of Angels. But I was just there recently. Um, well, just past weekend. But um, the uh, when my son and I went to go see Metallica. Uh, we stayed downtown. And we went walking around trying to find some place to eat. And I thought San Francisco and downtown Oakland was scummy. Man, this it was, it was rough. I mean... I don't know. I'm pretty sure every big city's downtown is just smells like piss and shit. But uh, even Eric was like, what's that smell? I said, it's L.A. (laughs) (laughs) So, but um, it smells like piss and shit in San Francisco as well as Oakland. So don't don't come after me or stop listening to the show. But anyway, um, in, in the original 70s New York, late 70s New York, it seemed grimy. This one, 2012, probably 2011 when they filmed it, was grimy uh, L.A., downtown L.A. Um, It wasn't full of, like, uh, hobos and everybody hanging out uh, on the corners uh, in this one. But it was a lot of uh, dark dark alley shots and just him driving around. But it's it's pretty much almost the same story uh, as the original, but they kind of just... um, uh, cleaned it up with uh with the storyline mm-hmm. but it's still crazy frank zito uh just doing what he's doing in, in this film um because it's like i said it it starts off uh pretty much almost not not so much the same as as a couple sleeping on on the beach um we see uh we see a young woman she's kind of just trying to get a ride looks like she just came out of a club or whatever guys trying to hit on her and then she starts walking but then we see um like a first person view of uh somebody in, in a car we know it's frank zito 
looking at. She notices that someone's following her because he's driving his uh, his van looking out the window at her and she sees there so she's just trying to hurry and and get the hell out of there but he ends up uh just kind of leaving her and then we see him driving around downtown uh la and we just get all these shots as well uh rolling around hollywood and everything and then he kind of follows um that girl or uh, i don't know if it was the same girl seems like he just took off but um let me see i'm watching the beginning everyone um, cause he's, we, he's in this apartment building and it's like super dark in there. It reminds me of my friend's old apartment. I didn't like going there during the day cause it just, it felt evil in there. <laughs> like if I was ever, if I was ever to make a, uh, a horror movie, I would use that apartment building. Cause even during the day, it just, I don't know, man, I never felt right when I went, I didn't feel safe. It, it was, it was spooky in there. Maybe it's probably all fixed up now, but back in, back in the eighties, I was like, nah. But yeah, so he's following this girl in an apartment, in an apartment building. He kind of comes up behind her breathing as she's going into her apartment. And then she slowly turns around and he just yells at her and just like, like, don't scream. And he goes, you're so beautiful. And she's about to scream. And he gets this knife and just, boom, shoves it under her chin. And it goes all the way uh, into her head. I assume the blade was long enough and might have stabbed her brain. Because then he he grabs the top of her head, and it's a big, huge buck knife. And then he just starts scalping her, starts slicing her forehead. And then she falls down the weight of her body, and it just peels the skin off of her head. And then it says, maniac. And I, I will say that he, he is a little bit more polite than yeah. original Frank. Because he, he, he does tell all these women how, how beautiful they are before he scalps them. <laughs> But um, it doesn't have the glorious practical effects in this one. There's some scenes where it is practical, but it's a lot of CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've listened to this show or Horror Returns, I, I'm not a fan of CGI blood. It, it might be cheaper, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right to me. That's my opinion, everyone. I mean, yeah. no, no, dis- no disrespect to any of you guys that do CGI um, special effects like this. I, to me, it's just it's not my bag, baby. But yeah, go listen to uh, the Action Returns when we talk about the Expendables. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go see Expendables four if you really want to just grit your teeth. But awesome movie still. <laughs> Did you ever see that yet? No, uh, uh, I get to it. Yeah, go see it on the big screen, man. Don't wait to watch it at home. You gotta see the glorious that is Expendables Four. Go see it, everyone. I know um, in, the, in, the, the in the trailer that 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 ship looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see this on the screen. But all right, <laughs> back back to the movie. Um, of course, 2012, 2011, the internet is going strong and he is surfing the old school net and chat rooms, trying to talk to, to chicks and, uh, just doing his thing being creepy uh, on there. There's a lot of, uh, narration from him. Again, we don't really see, uh, Elijah Wood. Um, we just hear his voice, but there, there, that, this is what they, I noticed. They're showing P's looking at old pictures, um, and it's him when he was little. 
I mean, because yeah. I think that was really cool because he, he's a young actor. He's been doing this since he was a kid. So it's cool that they use all these pictures. So he's talking to some girl and he ends up sending uh, uh, a picture of what he looks like now. So he's t- he's like his name is I'm timid and he's talking to some some chick. So they kind of uh, start um, chatting it up. Uh, just looking for uh, just just new friends, and then while, while all this is going on online, we see uh, him driving through uh, the streets of L.A. And there's a picture of him that they start focusing in on his pretty eyes. They don't look pretty in this; <laughs> they look creepy. You guys see those those uh, those pretty blue uh, eyes in person, uh, ladies, boys, and gals. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I, Always remember that that meeting with Elijah Wood. Um, oh, some people go, how come you guys didn't get to take a picture? Well, they took our phones when we went into that screening. They we had to give everything our bag. They took our bags. Um, they wand us and everything, and it took our phones, and we had to check them in before we went into the movie theater. Well, you, you guys probably would have forgot to take a picture staring into his eyes. Yeah, man, we couldn't even talk <laughs> after that meeting. So, um. Back to the movie. He ends up hooking up with this girl. Uh, she's a little wildfire, redhead, tattoos on her chest and everything. That kind of hanging out. Um, and we just mainly see her. And he, he, but he's talking to her, just trying to get to know her. But she's all, yeah, let's let's party and all this. So he ends up taking her, or uh, she ends up going back to uh, his um his house. Or b- before all that, when she's talking to him, he's starting to get. Uh, these weird visions in his head because he 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 kind of re- reminds her that or he, he lets us know that he's uh, um he gets migraines from time to time and um excuse me I think when his eyes are getting blurry when the camera is getting blurry it's starting to get a migraine but he's looking at her and she's like are you okay and blood starts running down her face coming out from under uh her 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 hair. So yeah, he kind of runs into the bathroom. Go ahead. Right, right before he runs into the bathroom, he kind of turns and looks at the, everybody else in the restaurant. And what he's seeing is that everybody is looking at him. Yeah, he's got that. Um, what do they call it? Uh, anxiety or whatever. He's having a panic attack other on top of the, the migraine. And this is when we first see Elijah Wood, because when he goes running into the bathroom, He's uh puts water on his face and he, he takes out his pills and then he looks into the mirror and then uh we finally get to see him. Um I love what they how they do this. I mean, because I, I, like we said, we, we're seeing it out of his eyes. Um but it's the camera. I assume this was all computer uh stuff uh during the editing process because when he looks in mirrors, the camera swings over there, and of course we don't see a camera looking into the mirror. But I just loved whoever did the editing with this. I thought I just thought it was amazing. Um, I love the original one, original one more, but I love how they made this film on on how we're seeing it through the eyes of Frank Zito. So he ends up uh, going back to her apartment, and they're just wanting. She just wants to party and drink, and he's like, "Ah, eh, no, I don't, I don't want to drink." She kind of just starts uh, well i'm gonna go get comfortable he's looking around the room at all her stuff and she comes out and basically just her underwear and then she starts taking her her top off and she's trying to get all close and bada boom bada bing he starts uh touching her 
uh, and she's all into it. But then he kind of just starts to to get a little rough because then she's kind of buzzed out out of out of her brain. Well, she she kind of liked it rough. Yeah. <laughs> Until um, he stops, and then she what does she say? Don't be a pussy or something like that. <laughs> yeah. She. Uh, my my wife couldn't watch this because she gets dizzy with these first person uh, camera stuff. She pushes him down onto the bed, and he's looking there, fully clothed. He's looking up, and there's a mirror on the ceiling. And then he, when he looks down, uh, again, I love how they do this with the camera. She starts uh, uh, doing her thing with him, and he's just he's looking he's looking at himself in the mirror, and it's not like, oh yeah, this this is awesome. It's kind of like, why am I here? This is disgusting. Look in his eyes and in his face. Um, he's not the the nice little shaven uh, Elijah. He's just the little stubble and and mustache. Yeah, but scruffy. then he, yeah, he when he's looking up, then all of a sudden he grabs her by the throat and while he while she was on top of him and then he forces her down uh onto her back on the bed and then he just strangles her she can't really scream and she's fighting it and shout out to this this actress because they really really focus on her again it's all through his eyes so we see every second of her being choked because in the original one we just see him it was kind of going the camera was Going back and forth, we saw Frank's face, then we seen the girl's face. But this one, we're just seeing her face, and we're seeing Frank's eyes. But then he's when after he kills her, he's kind of like I. He starts talking to himself. A, a lot of narration on what's going on. Like, oh, what did I do? Why you made me do this? Uh, look what you made me do. Kind of like Norman Bates type of psycho stuff. And then, I hate you. And then she's she's laying there dead. And then he pulls out a straight razor. And just scalps her. Again, more, more CGI blood. But we see it again through his eyes, and he just kind of makes a cut, and then he jams his fingers under her scalp, and then while he's cutting, he just starts to pull, pull it back. Um, I liked how that first one did the way her body weight just fell and just tore right off, but. This one, I mean, this looks like uh, an actual practical effect, the way he's just cutting, uh, pulling her scalp off. But after he gets it off, he kind of runs in the bathroom and blah, he ends up throwing up uh, in the toilet. But he does kind of clean up after himself. But, okay, um, I've always had this issue watching Dexter because he sometimes he didn't wear gloves and he left fingerprints everywhere. This is the same thing. He's touching all kinds of stuff, uh, barehanded, uh, fingerprints everywhere. And who knows, maybe we just see it off camera that he goes and wipes everything down. But he's he's washing his hands. He's trying to get the blood off of his hands, and he's just breathing heavily. He looks up, and then we see uh, another uh, reflection of him in a mirror. And then he ends up uh, taking off, going back uh, to his house. And yeah, like we said, like Brian said in the beginning, this the, the explanation for the mannequins in this is because he does restoration for them. Yeah. So he takes uh, 
the man a new mannequin that he has into his room. He pulls the 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 scalp out of uh, that girl's up from that chick, and then uh, he uh, staple guns it to the the head of a mannequin. Yeah, a lot better than thumbtacks. Yeah, and a, and a hammer. He just got the staple gun and uh, does that. But then he starts talking to himself. And because he's like, ah, perfect when he when he's done with her. And then he kind of turns backward and said, because uh, he calls her uh, Red Lacey 86. And go, oh, this is my girlfriend. He goes, the two of you uh, should get along well. And then he looks back at the um, at the bed and it's uh, a mannequin laying there. And then when he, he turns back to look at uh, the one that he just did, it's the actual real person. And he's just kind of like looking at her and she's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then he looks back, and then it's it's back to a mannequin. So he is just more migraines. More, more of him. Just why am I doing this? He he looks into the mirror, and you just see the the dread and the the why did I do this? And, and the look in his eyes. Uh, we see a flashback with him and his mom, and he's brushing her hair, and. There, like you said, there was a lot more explanation and and visual stuff mm-hmm. of uh, of the damage that his mom uh, did to them. And oh man, I, these these scenes were uh, a little more brutal because we see it. I mean, before he just kind of spoke spoke on it, and then we see, but he, he's just showing us what he remembers, and it's. Some of it was kind of okay, but then some of it's not. So then he's uh, back at his uh, little uh, mannequin business. He notices somebody um, kind of outside taking pictures, and he opens up the the shop, and this is when we meet Anna. And she kind of just, hey, I'm a photographer. Here's my stuff. And he's like, all right, looking through her portfolio and everything. And she goes, I just like your mannequins. Is that cool? And he's like, yeah, well, why don't you come on in and see see what I do? So she goes into the shop, starts looking around, and he, he does have all these mannequins. I believe the these mannequins are, they're, um, are you because he restores them. I think they're more for maybe the, the high-priced department stores to have them in, in the windows. They're not just the ones we see in Target or anything. Yeah, because uh, later in the movie... Uh, in the movie, when someone asks where he, where, where where does he get the parts? Does he go dumpster diving? And he's like, these are vintage. You can't find parts just in the dumpster. So I don't think he just restores them for anybody to use. Yeah, this these are like special specialty stuff that he does. Because we do go go into the back of his shop and we see that he's got all uh, all of his stuff, um, old, new, uh, vintage. And this this is what he does, and he does he does the repair if it's cracked or or missing a finger or whatever he he fixes it all. And I don't know how where he finds the parts, but he does. But when when he's talking to to Anna, she kind of just she when she's talking to him, she goes, oh, I think you got lipstick on your face. And then he, when he looks in the mirror, uh, it's not lipstick, it's blood. But he, he didn't realize it was there. She kind of just washes it off. Um, this part was creepy though. He goes back into his uh, backroom apartment. Looks like he's having a uh, a migraine headache because his vision's kind of blurry. But he goes back into his room and he's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "Get out! Get out!" He starts yelling. His girlfriend mannequin is laying 
uh, on the bed, and the the mannequin of the of the the girl that he, the the new mannequin that he made, um, it looks like she was going down on her or something. Uh, Man, <laughs> you can't trust these mannequins. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> He runs in there like, what are you guys doing? And then uh, he gets a, a bottle of Raid and starts spraying it because there's flies flying around in there because of the 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 dead skin and, and, the, and the dry blood. Uh, the flies are starting to... You see, I, I don't think that was lipstick on his face or blood on his face. I think it was lipstick. Just the way these mannequins were positioned. I think he was in there doing some weird shit. And he was having a migraine and just kind of blacked out and didn't know, didn't remember what he was doing. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. They, okay. They're showing that. I'm looking at the Yeah, they do have. It's not blood. But I don't know, man. It looks pretty brutal. <laughs> Whatever the hell was <laughs> happening in there. Because then he, he goes into the bathroom and he's washing the blood off his hand. But he's using those... um. Like steel wool uh, pads or whatever yeah. to that you wash dishes with uh, the hard stuff to get off, and he looks it's like he's not scrubbing the skin off of his hand, but I don't know. But he's again having a, a migraine because he's screaming. He kind of visions his hands as mannequin hands, and then he got ah, he starts screaming, and then he's kind of having visions of uh, him hanging out with Anna. And they're just having their little love scene. But then we go back and we see him sitting in his room in a chair. But he's staring into a mirror because we see him. And he's just looking all weird. He's that looking through another mirror that he ended up punching. Uh, I guess he just didn't like liked what he seen. So we see him driving around in a van looking for his next victim. He kind of finds some girls that he follows. But he doesn't... Uh, really know know yet he kind of circles in on some girl she's doing uh i don't know what they call those it's not gymnastic my friend's daughter does this um what those uh they're not ropes they're not scarves i i, I don't know what what they're called oh the little kind of ballet gymnastic thing yeah when they wrap those the the cloth around they're really long and they Wrap themselves over it and do acrobatic type of things. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, he's he's watching a girl do that. This part was creepy because he was watching her, and he knew he was going who he was going after. Then he kind of goes and hides in her room or in her uh, dressing room, and it's it's he's hiding in the closet that have those little slats. So he's breathing in there, and she's kind of just doing her thing, and it looks like she notices or she hears something. Because she kind of starts walking towards uh, the closet, but then somebody comes in and like, "Hey, w w what are you doing?" or whatever. So she kind of like, um, "Oh, she some other girl forgot something." So she kind of comes in, but then she kind of just tells her, "Hey, can you guys uh, uh, wait up for me?" And she's like, "All right, cool." So she ends up leaving, and uh, he ends up uh, getting out of there. But he starts to follow uh, those girls, and they're at a, a train station. She kind of, there was three of them, but she kind of separates uh, from the girls and he uh, follows her onto the train and he's just staring at her and she notices that he's, he's checking her out. 
So then she uh, starts to freak out and then she takes off. And I love the way they film this. Kind of reminding me of like um, American Werewolf in London when we see the through the werewolf's eyes chasing uh, that dude. He's chasing her through the uh, the subway. And she, and I don't know where everyone's at. And I've never ridden the little subway systems that they have in L.A. But she's just running and screaming. I'm surprised there isn't somebody there. But okay. He's chasing her. He's like, you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ends up chasing her out of the uh, the train station. She running down these alleys. I don't know why she ran in this parking lot, but all right. So, and it's a gated parking lot. So he kind of goes after her and then shuts the opening that they came in with this bar. And then he's like hiding under a car. And this part was brutal. She's uh, trying to get away and she doesn't, she gets too close to the car that he's hiding under. And he gets uh, his big knife and cuts her Achilles. And she just drops. It's not as brutal as um, when uh, Herman Munster took it in uh, Pet uh, Cemetery, the, ori- the original Pet Cemetery, not that bullshit remake that Lance yeah, loves. Yeah, Lance. Bringing that, he brought that shit up again on Facebook. Uh, and, I, and I keep it positive, but that movie's trash. Garbage. I am interested in this new Pet Cemetery. What the, is it a series or a movie? It's a movie. It's a prequel. And it's, okay. The trailer's already better than the remake. All right. Take that, Lance. Uh, we were driving around uh, L.A. I noticed a billboard for it. And I was like, whoa, is, it's on what, Prime? Is that what it's on? Paramount. Okay, Paramount. One of them. One of them's with the P. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he cuts the back of her Achilles, and she falls down, and she's crawling, uh, screaming her head off. I don't know where anyone's at because they're right in downtown L.A. And I don't ever want to feel that pain, <laughs> but I, I felt hers. He he just kind of walks up on her, and uh, I think she got it the worst. She didn't just get her hit, stabbed and then scalped. He just starts stabbing the hell out of her. Actually, this is probably the first time where we see it not from his vision, from his his point of view. It's like the camera swung around and we're seeing him because he gets on top of her and just starts stabbing her and stabbing her over and over uh, in the side, in the back. And then this is when he he pulls her head back and and scalps her. But we, we don't see it, but we see we're seeing him do it. And then it seems like he gets some kind of, I don't want to say enjoyment out of it, because he kind of, when he cuts her head off, he goes, ah. And then he just kind of gets the hell out of it there. But then when he's walking away, this this uh, reflection that we see, he's standing there, and it's like the original 80s movie poster, where we see him standing there holding some hair and that big knife. Almost, I just now noticing that <laughs> while I'm talking about it. I'm watching this as it's going. But anyway, so he kills her and then he goes back and then we see just a little montage of him uh, actually restoring these uh, these mannequins. And Anna's there and she's taking pictures of him while he's doing it because she's really fascinated on on what he does. And then she starts showing him the pictures that he took. And we see that he's starting to get some feelings for her. But she does him dirty. And we get to that later. Um, they're they're out doing their thing. Walk along. Kind of getting to know each other. They're walking around. I believe this is the Echo Park area. 
and she's just talking and they're having a good time. And then he goes, uh, he's back at home and he's noticing stuff on the news and they're talking about, uh, these women that, that are, that were murdered. He's laying there blood all over him and there's flies flying all over the, uh, his, his bedroom. And he's just got the raid and he's just spraying, uh, flies. And I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, I, again, I, I wouldn't want to know what it smells like in there. Cause it's, and when it smells something like bad like that, it, it gets on you. And when you leave, you, whatever you leave the room stinky, it, it attaches itself to you. I remember going into, uh, a gas station and the the people that owned it, I mean, there was like the smell of curry, and I was only in the gas station for a few minutes, and then when I left, it was like it was all over me because I could just smell the the curry in, in my sweatshirt or whatever. So I'm sure the dry blood and flesh and flies flying all over the place it just smells like that. So he starts to have a flashback of his mom getting about to get double teamed by uh, two dudes. And he, I assume he's either in the closet or in the next room. And it, this, this scene is pre, is pretty is pretty rough. And I don't think any little kid or anyone should have to go through through this uh, watching their mom because he's seeing her getting double teamed by these guys, and then she's breaks out the the coke tray and starts uh, doing some rails, and then she looks over and notices him and telling him that shh. And then she says, mommy loves you. And then she goes back to doing what she's doing. And then we see a little boy just kind of leaning backwards and just, I felt, felt for him. I mean, like I said, like they, they were showing us what was going on with, between him and his mom in this one. Because when he's remembering this, we see him standing there uh, naked and he's crying. But when the camera goes down, his... From the waist down, his mannequin, because it doesn't have his his uh, twig and berries hanging. Just craziness in his, in his head. Uh, we go back to him uh, driving around downtown L.A. looking. He ends up calling Anna, kind of just saying, "Hey, let's let's hook up and this and that." And then she's like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's go hang out tomorrow." So he takes her on a date. They end up going to a movie, some crazy old. Uh, black and white silent movie looks pretty spooky i don't know what it is but while he's watching it he's also thinking of him murdering that first or that second girl when he went to her house and scalped her because we're seeing that on the screen in black and white but then she's looking at him kind of just like uh well i don't don't know what's going on but she's like all right we we're having a good time uh her phone rings and then she's like sorry i gotta take this so she's like hello and starts talking and He's just kind of looking around, just doing his thing. And then I think this is when we find out that um, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, which was, I was like, this could have been said way before you guys even went on this date. Days before. <laughs> they, let's say a week, She's not, they've known each other. It it only would have made sense to me because later in the movie, I think, I don't know if it's when he meets the boyfriend or one of the friends, how he he questions if he's gay or not. It it would have made sense if that's 
how she assumed he was. Uh, but she just kind of, oh yeah, my boyfriend. Yeah, because she's like, oh yeah, my boyfriend is over here and he wants to have a drink. And she kind of like, well, do you want to go? And he's like, um, no, I kind of have something. But she notices that he's, his his facial, we don't see his facial expression, but she's got that look in her eyes that, okay, I don't think he liked that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say she was leading him on. It wasn't like she was touching him or anything. But he had that, uh, like, okay, you got a boyfriend, so this ain't going anywhere. But he, he, he wasn't like a creep or tried it. He's a creep, but he didn't, like, try anything with her. Still, still, you got to say something. Yeah, I mean, it's usually in within the first meeting you mention either, hey, I'm married or I got a girlfriend or whatever. I mean, maybe not everyone does that. Um, I, bring, I always bring up my wife, other than you can see the ring on my hand, which I don't have on my hand now. But anyway, um, <laughs> so she ends up leaving and he's kind of like walking around downtown. This bar was rough. He's uh, visioning his mom getting... Uh, done from behind on the street um, against some pillar. This got me because I thought it was just random people until she was like, hey, Frankie, or just go wait in the car, Frank. I was like, oh, this is your mom again. Yeah, because this guy's putting in work while she's got one leg up. Go wait in the car, Frankie. And he's just staring at her and she's moaning around. And he goes, don't just stand there, go. And he goes, do as I tell you. And then just this guy's just some sleazy looking fool. And he's just doing whatever. But then when the camera zooms in, we see that it's Anna. Then it goes back to his mom. And then the camera spins around. And we see uh, a little Frank standing there watching his mom. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, this movie made you feel sorry for him more. Not to say that, that he he was a victim in ways, but he he's still a, a brutal killer. Um, so because he's just standing there and he, he's looking into a mirror and he's just doing talking to himself, being all weird and crazy. So he ends up going to this uh, uh, art exhibit that Anna's doing, and she's he helped her with it because she she has uh, some of his mannequins in her display other than she has her pictures and everything on the wall um she's got her his mannequins that she puts some stuff on for her exhibit she notices him she kind of comes up hey i'm glad that you're here right on cool um just come in here and hang out and then he, he sees her boyfriend he's a a young black gentleman and he in his eyes I and mean, we don't see it but we can see the the rage or feel the rage because he starts uh, following him. He follows him into the bathroom, and he like basically walks up right behind him. But then he kind of goes off to the side, and then this guy starts talking shit. Um, I thought they were gonna fight, <laughs> but they should have. I mean, he after he takes a piss, he washes his hands, and then he uses his shirt or jacket to dry his hands off with. Because he, uh, he, when he, when the, when the guy notices in there, he's like, "Did you lose something?" And then he, uh, he goes, "Anna loves hanging out with her gay friends." And he goes, "I guess that's the way." Um, what did he say? 
just loves hanging out with the gay friends and he brought up something about his fascination with mannequins they i think he must have played with dolls or something yeah <laughs> and he goes i never have to worry about or he was talking about a gay friend and he said that's something about never have to worry about them trying to fuck you uh, and all that, and then he's just laughing. He goes over and watches his head. Fuck that, man. I'll clock this fool, even if I would have got beat up. And he goes, you're the mannequin guy, right? And he goes, let me ask you something. Do you play with dolls when you were a kid? I would have said, motherfucker. And he's like, I'm not gay. And you're like, what? And then he walks up to him. And then he just dries his hair, wipes his hands on his jacket. And then did a good talk, and then walks out. Fuck that! I don't give a fuck, man. If if I'd have got beat up, I'd have got beat up. But I'd at least got in one on on that fool for just disrespecting me like that to my face, cocksucker. Anyway, so <laughs> that guy walks out. Um, he ends up talking to uh, Anna's um, not manager, agent, I guess. It's uh, art director. Okay, yeah, she's this is this is Anna or not? This is Rita from the original one. Instead of a model, she's an art director. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh shit! Learn something new every day. Cool. I'm glad that she still looks good. She's older, but she still looks good. I don't think it's the same actress. Oh, it's not. I think it's the character. Ah. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, I guess she did survive. (laughs) But anyway, um, uh, so. She's um, he's he's she's yapping his ear off, and then he's just start looking around. Looks like he's starting to get a mannequin. He ends up seeing uh, Rita leave, so he starts to follow her. Uh, he follows her all the way back to her apartment, and um, I can't remember how he got into her apartment. I don't I think, think he. Just, I think oh, they he just showed her in the tub, and he, he just had walked up in there. He had, he had a key. I must have had the master key. Because he just came in. So she's in this big old giant fancy apartment. And she's in the tub. He comes in. He's like just staring at her. I don't know who you are. But I, if I I can sense someone's in the room. And uh, But she's been drinking. So maybe her senses are, well, are yeah, lost. Yeah. I mean you got to be able to notice somebody. That's not only standing there. But playing with the water. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like a, a washcloth over her eyes. So she can't see him. But then when she kind of removes the washcloth and looks up, she goes, ah, and he like grabs her and shoves her underwater. And uh, she's trying to fight. And I don't know how strong uh, Frank Zito is, um, but I don't know. I mean, do anything uh, to get out of the situation. But he basically just drowns her. And uh, I'll give it to this actress. She was really under the water (laughs) that whole time. Mm -hmm. So she ended up dying. And then he just... uh, kind of walks outside and he starts looking uh, around but she she didn't die she's like kind of knocked out because he had her tied to a bed and then he starts talking to her and uh she's laying uh, face down and her her hands are behind her back and her her feet are, are tied up so he's kind of walks up to her and just says he never wanted to hurt her he goes but you made me didn't you and she's looking at him like what the fuck and then he's like all right. I mean, he's just doing his thing. Then he shoves a um, a scarf in her mouth, and then he starts. Uh, he goes. The cameras uh, or his view. He's walking up behind her, and she's like naked on the bed, tied up. So he goes up behind her, and he pulls out a knife, 
and he's kind of just raking it along her back. He's not actually cutting her. Then all of a sudden he starts to cut her. Just just doing cuts in her back, like really slow. And she starts to scream and she spits the um, the scarf out of her mouth and she's yelling, don't kill me. And then he kind of lays on top of her like uh, Frank did in the other one. And he starts calling her mommy, mommy, mommy. Then he holds the back of her head and then he just scalps her. And then he just rips uh, her scalp off the top of her head. And she's laying there screaming. And then that's, we just assume that he killed her. Because then we see the outside shot and then the, the sun is coming up. Uh, we go back to his apartment. He's doing this thing. Uh, put He put a, made another mannequin of that lady because uh, he stole her uh, her little silk gown that she was wearing. He's looking in the mirror and he's talking. Uh, he's on the phone and he's talking to, to Anna saying that uh, she needed him and I'll be there. Uh, and then he kind of has a, um, a, a flashback on what he wanted, but he didn't get of her just kind of touching his hand and hanging out with him. But he uh, kind of just gets ready and races over to her apartment and she's like happy to see him. And then he gets there and she's got uh, one of her friends is there. And uh, he's like, yeah, I heard about you. And his, I think it was a neighbor guy. And uh, so he's like, all right, cool. So he meets this guy. And then th- and that guy ends up leaving. So she's uh, still talking uh, to Frank. And he kind of asked, why didn't you tell me about your boyfriend? And she's like, uh-huh, sorry. He goes, they got into a fight at the show. And she's like, kind of just saying, yeah, I'm just kind of done with him. Uh, he starts looking at her pictures, and she's uh, crying. Was she just crying because the show didn't do good? I, I can't remember uh, why she needed him to come she, over there. She found out about Rita's murder. Oh, okay, that's right. So it was a combination of Rita's murder and then breaking up with the boyfriend. So, yeah, so he's over there just trying to to make her feel better. And while he's touching her, you can see blood all over his hands still. So he's like, uh, he's just like doing his thing and she's, he's like rubbing her, giving her a massage in her neck and everything. And she's probably enjoying it, but he's starting to get to, to weird and creepy. And then she's uh, starting to realize something's happening. And then he's talking about the, the killer and saying it's all over the news and uh, talking about Rita. And she's kind of putting two and two together that, um, He's kind of crazy. Not really putting it together that he's he's the guy that's killing everyone. But eventually she kind of does uh, put two. Because she's starting to back away from him. And he's like, just just relax. I mean, everything's all right. And she's like, uh, no, I, I think uh, you, you need to leave. And he's like, uh, no, no, no. Why? It's all right. So she's starting to get scared. She's starting to cry. So she's reaching around. He touches her. And she's like, don't touch me. And she pulls out a knife. Uh, a butcher knife from the sink and she's holding it trying to keep him away and he's just telling her calm down calm down and she's like no no get away from me and then he kind of like uh she swings the knife at her and cuts him in the forearm and then he pushes her down she goes crashing into a glass table and then he's like dragging her while she's kicking and screaming and telling him to get out and uh, she like boot him in the face because then he falls down and then he gets up and then he goes after her. She's still swinging that knife at him. Ends up stabbing him in the hand. Like it goes all the way through his hand. And then she starts screaming for Martin, her neighbor, that guy that was just there. 
And then she kind of goes and runs and locks herself in, into the bathroom. Uh, he hears Martin pounding on the door. Uh, so he goes into the kitchen and he grabs a. Um, the meat cleaver. Meat cleaver. He goes and grabs that. And then he goes over to the door and unlocks it and opens it up. And Martin comes running in with a bat, but he doesn't look behind him. And then he, when he turns around, uh, Frank slams that to uh, that. The, what the hell was it? <laughs> the, the, the knife or whatever. Meat cleaver. Meat cleaver into his mouth sideways and just he just falls down to the ground. He goes over to the door. He starts kicking and banging on the door, trying to get in to uh, to get at Anna. And he's spinning around, he's getting a migraine. He sees uh, Martin laying there on the floor, and then he finally just goes crashing in. Uh, before he goes crashing into the uh, into the bathroom. Uh, he turns around and Martin starts swinging a bat at him and he's hitting him. Of course he's losing blood by the second, but then he kind of just overpowers him and he Frank grabs Martin and throws him through the door and he goes crashing through Anna's in there. This is a big ass bathroom too. Um, so she's screaming and crying and he's like, I'm sorry, MC. He goes, let's just talk. And she's like, not having it. She's uh, holding that knife. Just leave me alone. And he's just kind of like, just come on, come on. And she's like, no. And he goes, you need to understand. She's like, go, please. She's yelling and screaming and crying. And then they start to hear uh, police sirens. So he's like, oh, fuck. So he's like, she's just still trying to trying to get at him. And uh, the camera's all over the place. Because, again, we're seeing this through his eyes. And uh, she's fighting him. And then we see him in the mirror that he got the uh, shower curtain and uh, put it over her head. And he's like... Just trying to quiet her, telling her to calm down. Uh, I wasn't sure if she was still holding a knife. She should have been just stabbing his legs or whatever. I think he puts her in a chokehold. Yeah. Choke, choking her unconscious. So so I I don't know how he got out of that apartment carrying her, but uh, with the cops there. Or who knows, maybe it just might have been the cops just going by because it's L.A. So... Yeah, he he bags her up in the curtain or in the shower curtain, throws her in the back of the van, and he's he's driving down the road, and he's all scared because the cops pull up next to him, but they don't they don't know who he is. He's just probably some weirdo riding around. So she gets back uh, to his apartment, and uh, I assume this was an all night deal because his son's coming up. He opens the door, and he's getting ready to pull Anna out of the back. Um, but uh, there's a mannequin laying under there. Under the under the the uh, shower curtain, and he's like, "What?" And then she pops out from the other behind the other door with one of the mannequin hands, and it had um, I don't know, a piece of metal sticking out of it. And she stabs him in the stomach with it, and then he falls down, and she jumps on top of him. He's trying to pull her off, and she's ah, she bites his hand. And he still has that mannequin hand stabbed uh, in his stomach. So she's screaming and she goes running off and he kind of just pulls it out. And then she's running down, down the road and he's chasing after her. And I assume blood just pouring out of his gut. They run to, uh, the, the LA river, the, that's in like every LA movie. And while he's chasing her, he's having flashbacks of, uh, of him with her having a good time. So she, She's running through this tunnel and then she ends up in an alley somewhere because then he she's running there's a car coming and she, she stops or the car stops and she gets in and then uh she's like 
punch it. And then he's running at the car trying to stop him. And the car goes full speed, hits him. He goes flying over the car. But then the car loses control and just uh, crashes into, I don't know what it is, just something off to the side. But she didn't have her seatbelt on. I don't know how the fast the car was going, but it was going fast enough to where it hit. And she flew out the windshield. And then we see uh, his his view. He's walking. And blood just all over his shoes spitting out. He's, I assume he's spitting it out. He goes over and looks. And he sees Anna. And she's laying there uh, all bloody and everything. Yeah, Anna, why did you do that? <laughs> he looks at the driver. And he's laying there dead. Um, she's still twitching around. But she's... Uh, She's pretty cut up from flying through the windshield, but he started yelling at her like, "Yeah, why'd you why'd you do this?" And then he picks up her head and he's looking at her. Didn't you understand? And he goes, "I just wanted to be with you." And he goes, I just wanted to be with you, Anna. And then he's just looking at her and I never touched you. And he goes, "Not once." And then he kind of she's got this necklace, so he kind of reaches down and grabs it. And he goes, "I just wanted to introduce you to my mom." And she's she doesn't know what's happening, but she reaches. She he pulls out his straight razor, and she's looking at it as he's about to uh, scalp her. And so she's like, ah, she's screaming, and then we just the camera kind of just goes up and we see blood, uh, and then we see his hand, and he's holding a uh, ring box. So he's his hands are all bloody, and the other he's got his hand wrapped up because he got. It stabbed through it, and then he's yelling at her. He goes, look, we'll be together forever, Anna. And he pulls out this uh, engagement ring, and he's kind of walking over, and he puts it on uh, a mannequin, a mannequin hand. And then he's like, no one will ever separate us again. So he's just, uh, just I don't know, it was, it was just weird. The camera goes up to the mannequin's head, and there's blood coming down it. And then... It's uh, Anna, Anna, whatever, Anna, Anna, whatever. It's her scalp on top uh, of the mannequin's head. So he's just like, he's still kind of just tripping out, looking around. Uh, we see the other mannequins in there, and they're all just all bloody. And he's, we see him looking into the mirror, and we see himself. He's uh, carrying the mannequin through his shop. He goes into the back. He's sitting there, and then he starts seeing all the, the girls that he killed because he sees that second girl. She walks up and she's uh, dancing around and she's just kind of looking at him. He goes into the next room and he sees uh, the other lady, the, the the manager lady or Rita or whoever that was. Mm-hmm. He sees uh, the other, the model girl that he was chasing uh, through the train station. She's kind of just standing around looking all seductively. And he goes into uh, his room and, and puts the, the mannequin down. And then he notices all the other the women starting to come in. And he's yelling, get out, get out. And then when he turns to look at the mannequin on the bed, it's Anna. And she sits up and she's in a wedding dress. And all the other girls that he killed are in the room. And they all start looking at him. And he's like, answer me. And he's like, get away from me. And they all attack him and start just tearing his clothes off and everything. And they're all screaming and yelling. Uh, not so brutal like uh, the other one, but they end up tearing his legs off. Uh, that was practical effect. Mm. So, again, it's just all hit through his eyes, and they're like pulling a limb from limb off of him. But we see them, and then they dig into his stomach and start pulling at his intestines. And they, the girls 
are all bloody and their scalps or everything are hanging off. And then we see Anna. She kind of comes up behind him, but she don't have blood all over him. And then he just starts screaming, ah, and we just see blood uh, in his in his mouth and all over him. And then they just go to um, his head. They start digging their fingernails into his forehead, uh, back and forth, seeing their faces. They start peeling his scalp off, and then they start peeling the skin off of his face. I did like this. And after they peel all the skin off his face, it's a mannequin head. Oh, yeah, it was pretty right. cool. Yeah, that was a really, really good, sweet effect. So we see him mannequin the <clears throat> Frank Zito looking up at the camera. And then it kind of just goes to white. And was this pretty much the movie? Yeah, the SWAT, SWAT shows up and sees that Frank's just laying there. He had died from his injuries from earlier. Yeah, at least this was was a little more believable. Not the other two guys in the original one that just came in up, upwards, jobs done here and leave. <laughs> yeah, how did SWAT know where to go? I have no idea. Unless, well, I guess he scalped Anna and left her in the in the alley. Probably, she probably was could have been still alive. Yeah, I, I don't know how they found him in this one because Anna was alive in the, in the original one. But yeah, when the SWAT comes in. Uh, they find him and he's just laying, uh, and it looks like he's laying in a closet and he's just dead. And got all his scalps together. Yep. And that is Maniac 2020 But, uh, not as good as the original, but this one is still an awesome film. I mean, I think you probably can watch this one more than the brutalness of the original, but. I say watch this for the way they filmed it. I thought it was really interesting on how they did it. And I just thought it was an amazing film. And to to cast Elijah Wood to be Frank Zito, someone that you wouldn't even think would be this crazy mass murderer uh, in L.A. Um, I, just, I think that's one of the main things that, that, I, that I loved about this film, um, other than the way they shot it, was Elijah Wood. I think he's... He, He's done a ton of movies since he's a little kid. Uh, he's got the pretty blue eyes and everything. So, but um, I love this movie. I mean, I would definitely uh, rewatch. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I figured that we should. Uh, well, I mainly just wanted to do the original one, and then we were talking about this in the last one. So hell, might as well. So <laughs> here we are. You get two maniacs in a row, uh, boys and girls. But um, do you own this one? I think I do. I, I gotta need to start making a list of movies I own because I tend to sometimes rebuy the same thing I already have. <laughs> I have it. Uh, uh, I just have. I just have. Well, only been out uh, once. I have that because I remember I bought it that day it came out. I had seen the movie already, but when it came out. For physical media, I said I got I gotta have this uh, in my library. I don't know if there is any what the special features are on this thing. Uh, the Making Maniac documentary. I, didn't, I haven't even watched that commentary with star Elijah Wood and the director and one of the producers. Some deleted scenes. 
I guess I should throw this in and, and check it all out. I don't. I don't. Th- I think I just watched the movie and didn't even watch anything else. But the, the number one horror film of the year says bloody disgusting. Hmm. What else came out in 2012? I wouldn't go as far as calling it the number one movie of the year. But anyway, everyone, that was uh, 2012's uh, Maniac, the remake from the 1980 film. And uh, I don't know where else we're going to go, everyone. We, we went from New York to L.A., and I'm sure we'll go to every other state in between, maybe overseas uh, a few episodes. I don't know yet. I still got to run down everything that we've got. But I can't tell you guys because I want it to be a surprise each and every day. But, um, again, for those of you that are new to the E-Society and our 31 Days of Horror, welcome. Thank you for listening if you've listened this far. But all you OGs that have been with us since the beginning and can't wait to do all these shows like Brian and I, we're going to come back uh, with more. But anything else, Brian, with Maniac before we get out of here? Oh, check it out. It's it's one of those, I'm fine with anything getting remade as long as you take that idea from the original one and make it your own. And I think, like you said, with the, with the way they filmed it, and with casting Elijah Wood, I think they, they, they took the idea of the original one and they, they did their own thing with it. Yeah, and I just thought they did an amazing job with what they did filming this film and uh, the editing and how uh, they did it. A lot of CGI effects, but there is some practical effects in this film. So, but um, I do love the ending. It's not as brutal as the original one. But I did like how they 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 changed it up, uh, peeling his face off, and there was just a mannequin face under it. But again, yeah. that was all in this crazy guy's head. And Anna doesn't get away in this one. Nope, she got away in the first one, the original. This one, she bought it just like the other ones. And I don't know how the cops found out he was there, but okay, uh, maybe someone saw her. Maybe the the driver survived. I don't know because <laughs> we we didn't we didn't really see. We see him maybe laying they, there. Maybe he was knocked out. Maybe they found his van. Or his fingerprints. That all all the little crime scenes he was yeah, in. I don't or know. Or where he threw up. Or or video of him running through the train stations after that girl when they found her dead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> so, but with that, everyone, uh, come back tomorrow night for more. I don't know what it is. Just come back and find out. So until then. Thank you for listening to our 31 Days of Horror. Still got more for the rest of this month. And with that, be safe out there. Please be safe out there because there is a lot of maniacs in this world. So just uh, always look over your back wherever you go. So but with that, be safe out there. Come back tomorrow and party on. <laughs>